And I was constantly out there and sharing and giving value. And that connection and being visible has been extremely powerful for my business. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today, we're joined by Athena Bailey. Athena is an online international business and mindset coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. She's also a speaker and author. She originally set up an alternative therapy school and realized her passion lied in helping other spiritual practitioners and coaches grow their businesses. She studied many modalities, including hypnotherapy, NLP, EFT, kinesiology, Reiki, and more. She currently teaches Reiki and energy healing all around Australia and speaks regularly at events for practitioners, coaches, and entrepreneurs. Athena, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Before we jump into more about your business, I would love it if you would tell us just a little bit about you, maybe some of the things you like to do when you're not busy working. Absolutely. So um, when I'm not working, I'm very passionate about traveling. And I mean, uh, becoming a coach, that was such a huge part um, of why I wanted to go into this industry was so that I could travel. Um, I'm currently in Byron Bay on holiday, on a sort of holiday um, but I'm a huge fan of road trips, and especially since I'm based in Australia, we have that option of actually traveling around. So um, that's something that I'm extremely passionate about and enjoy traveling around. Um, and I'm also a huge fan of reading and writing as well. And that's something that I'll do for many hours in my own spare time. Now, you mentioned that you got into coaching because it gave you some freedom and flexibility to get out and travel. So how long have you been coaching? It'll be about two years now. Oh, nice. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your background. What led you to get into coaching? What were you doing before? And besides the, the flexible lifestyle, um, what else kind of got you interested in coaching as a profession? Mm, absolutely. So for me, the coaching was... It was the ability to give the sense of empowerment to others and becoming a coach. It wasn't something that I had originally intended to. It just happened very, very naturally. You get to a place where others begin to seek mentoring and assistance. Um, and I did go on and uh, study NLP coaching and I do integrate that into part of my work. But uh, the sort of coaching that I do, it happened it transpired very naturally as i began to work people more and more people were seeking for assistance to how to grow their own spiritual business how to start working online and how to master their mindset when they're working with other people and it just almost naturally um transformed from working in a practitioner one-on-one -on -one way to a coach so most of the people that you work with, are they other coaches? Are they healers? What what sort of person do you generally look at as your ideal client? Yes, yeah, so service-based, definitely. But I get a, um, a wide variety of um, all sorts of entrepreneurs. So I've seen practitioners, um, coaches, healers, psychic, yoga teachers, any sort of service-based um, practitioners, mm -hmm. healers, coaches um, across the board. Everybody knows that starting a business can have a lot of ups and downs. And one thing that people tend to be able to really learn a lot from is other people's low points and kind of what they did to pull themselves up out of that. So can you talk to us about maybe a disappointment that you experienced when you were getting your coaching business going or, or even just a low point that you had? Absolutely. So I have to say my lowest point was probably right before my business really took off. It was about a month before it really took off. And it was just in that stage where money wasn't really flowing in. I was thinking, did I make the right choice going into this work? Should I start looking for another side job? Um, and you just get into that 
kind of funk where you're like, I don't know if I made the right choice and the money just wasn't flowing in. And what really helped me was just reminding myself of why I started this in the first place and connecting into my purpose and what I believed that I was um, put here to do. And as I connected back into that, it helped me just go, right, I'm supposed to be doing this for a reason. I want to help other people. This is a work that I'm supposed to do. And um, it did take a lot of faith for me, but it was after that low point. I think it was about a month after that's when my business totally transformed. And it was ironic looking back because it was just a month before that that I was, you know, going around looking for part-time jobs to support myself because I was so worried about the finance aspect. But I think it's something that um, a lot of coaches go through, that there's always just this fear before their um, business really grows into a successful and um, inspiring business. Those little low points where we get worried about the finance and the money and the flow. And when that happens, for me, it's just to step back and remind myself why I started in the first place, what it means to me um, and how important I believe the work I do is and that purpose, that really deep core purpose that I have. And that's kept me going <laughs> when it gets hard. Yeah, I think that's that's really interesting because I do see a bit of a trend with a percentage of the people that I talk to that it's almost like right before things take off is when they really think about, maybe not necessarily think about quitting, but definitely really look at it like, did I make the right decision? And I think that's really interesting that you put in all of this consistent action and right before things start to take off is when we really start to question ourselves and ask ourselves, am I doing the right thing? So can you pinpoint anything in particular that you did that generated that momentum? Or do you think it was just sort of like a culmination of all the actions, all the little actions that you had taken up until that point? It was definitely a culmination, um, but I think at that point I was really getting a lot more visible. Uh, so I was really taking advantage of a lot of um, Facebook groups, marketing techniques, and um, it was taking some time to create that trust and that visibility out there and that consistency. And I think it came to a point where um, it just kind of really expanded all of a sudden. But that month leading up to it, that was quite hard. I believe that was the culmination. But I'd say, if anything, it was mm -hmm. the visibility. It was just getting out there, persevering um, consistently, being out there and putting myself out there. Right. Let's talk about that a little bit, because I know that a lot of people that I talk to point to visibility, being visible as something that really made a difference. And then mm -hmm. conversely, people also pointing out that if you get too focused on the details, like if you focus too much on your website or choosing the right photo or writing, tweaking your blog post, that almost in a sense that those are sort of like things that don't make you visible. If you focus too much on that and not enough on getting out there, that that can sort of stifle the growth. So what were some of the things that you were doing to increase those chances of people seeing you and connecting with you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the first thing that really, um, well, the first clients I ever got as well, they were all through my website. So when I first became a coach, um, I set up a website, I created my services, and I just really started um, working with SEO and putting my website out there. And it was through that that I started to get some clients. But the consistent clients um, and that flow really started when I was going on Facebook lives every day. I was posting YouTube videos every day, blog posts every day, and I was constantly um, out there and sharing and giving value. And that connection and being visible has been extremely um, powerful for my business. I would even, um, I received a message, um, I think about a month ago of a girl who was saying she saw one of my posts here and then she saw one of my posts somewhere else. 
And then she had a dream about me. So she knew she had to book in with me. Mm-hmm. And that's just that power of visibility and allowing people to connect with you. And when we're up there sharing who we are and what we do, people connect with us energetically as well. And if they resonate with us, um, that's when they'll work with us as well. And I mean, if they don't know who we are, then they can't find us um, either. And I work with a lot of aspiring um, coaches and practitioners and visibility is something they really struggle with um, because they haven't fully gotten um, in out of the coaching closet, I guess, <laughs> and found that um, um, embodied that empowerment. But the visibility was extremely transformative to my business. And now it's just every single day consistently I will post a live video. I will get out there, connect with people, post photos of myself, whatever it takes just to connect with my audience and my community in any way that I can. When you do these things, when you have this sort of a daily practice that you're putting things out there, do you find that you really just focus on just putting out whatever, whatever feels good to you? I mean, I, I guess the way that I look at it is I've had several people talk about, you know, I was doing a lot of stuff, but it just didn't feel right. And do you really tend to focus on the things that really resonate with you or do you try to to just be everywhere, so to speak? Mm. So see, when I'm when I'm producing, for example, so Facebook Lives are something that I do every single day. Right. Um, and they've been really great for my business. So something that I do is I connect with my uh, with my clients, my ideal clients, the ones that I want to attract more of as well. And I really ask them like what it is that they're wanting to work on, what it is that they're struggling with. Um, and a lot of these clients, um, they end up becoming um, my friends as well. So being able to ask them what it is that they're struggling with, what it is that they'd like to work on. Um, and then I'll go ahead and do a live video about that or a blog post um, because that'll help me connect to more people like that who are experiencing the same thing. And um, another way that I choose that kind of material that I'll post about is I'll think about where I was, what I was struggling with when I was starting out my coaching practice, the things that I was experiencing, the worries I had, and reflecting on that and sharing that and how I overcame those as well. So that's probably um, the angle and the perspective I take when I'm connecting to people. But it's definitely with the intention to um, to connect with the clients that I work with um, at the moment. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned specifically doing Facebook Lives, and then you also mentioned YouTube. Are you more drawn to to video, or do you tend to like to do a lot of things? Because actually, you also mentioned that you really like to write as well. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I love um, live videos because they're very easy to do. They're quick and also allows you to share a lot of information and the Facebook algorithm, uh, shares you to a lot of people and just having that live interaction where they can ask you any coaching questions and be able to answer them there on the spot. It creates a huge instant connection. Um, so that's definitely my preferred way. Um, I do love writing and sometimes I'll write about topics, But generally, um, if I do a Facebook Live, I'll transcribe it into a blog post and then post it up on my website as well. Mm. So I like that idea of focusing on the things that you really love, that you're really drawn to, but then also being able to use that content in other places so you're not just turning yourself into this content creation machine. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. As far as getting that momentum in your business, I would guess that you probably feel like you're sort of still, you know, riding that wave, so to speak, um, being that you've just been in business for a couple of years. Where do you see your business going in the future? What's in the works for you? Do you tend to work with people just individually or are you are you doing courses? What's your business look like? Um, so I'm absolutely working one on one with people I have program set up for one-on-one but I do love I absolutely love the one-to-many model I love teaching and I like to do those around specific subjects so um, 
uh, online courses like heart-centered selling um, or social media master classes, those kind of things in person and um, online as well. So a combination of online, offline strategy, but those one-to-many and often those can be um, far more affordable as well than the one-to-one option. But definitely heading forward, um, I don't know if I'd ever get rid of working one-to-one because it's so satisfying and incredible to be able to work with people in that way. But I definitely would like to create more courses and even just online courses, membership portals, uh, using technology to really share and deliver content in an easy and accessible way. Let's talk a little bit more about a couple of the things that you said. One of it was um, heart-centered selling. Now, I know that a lot of times people really look at, you know, more of the spiritual entrepreneurs as not really good salespeople. And <laughs> I've had a few people on that say that that's something that they initially struggled with. So do you find that that is something for that niche in particular, that those folks really get into that mindset of giving and providing, and then maybe they don't look at themselves quite in the light of a, a salesperson? Absolutely. One thing that really shocks me with um, working with practitioners and coaches in this industry is how much they undervalue themselves. Mm. Um, it just shocks me when people really believe that the services they have to offer, they don't realize how life-changing and trans- uh, transformational they are. They undervalue themselves and they don't actually ever ask for the sale. They sort of just put it out there and hope that there'll be this um they hope that there'll be a sale, but they never actually go ahead and ask for it. So working with actual selling and in a way that's comfortable for the person. So something that I like to do with my clients when I'm um, teaching them how to do coaching calls is to write down what it is that their services will allow um, their client how it will impact their life, how it will impact their family, how it will change who they are, how much it will give them and get them into the state where they're really excited and buzzing and they want to share what they, um, what they are with their client. They understand how um, valuable this is. And when it comes from that place of excitement and wanting to share, they almost forget that it's selling because oftentimes spirituality and selling, it's... Um, it can be a bit hard to bring them together in a very comfortable way. But this heart-centered selling, when we really remind how powerful the work um, can be and how valuable it can be, it come from that space that we want to share that, it can be a lot easier to actually ask for the sale because we want to be able to help that person. So turning it around so that it doesn't feel as much like selling, but it almost feels more like problem solving. Absolutely. Absolutely. And healing, healing. Mm -hmm. um, And for them to actually invest in investing in themselves to create that transformation. So what would be a tip for someone as far as should they put their pricing up on their website? What? How do you feel about that? Do you think that people should say what their pricing is or should they wait to be able to have that time to talk to someone, form a relationship and explain the benefits? Mm. I think it can be quite individual. For me personally, I'm very comfortable putting my um, my prices up on my website and letting people know straight away how much it is um, and what to expect. Mm-hmm. But I've also seen many coaches who don't do that, who prefer to actually connect. And I guess that way when they have people come through, they actually have the opportunity to connect with them first and have that discussion mm-hmm. before they, um, they share the price. So I see a benefit to both, but I'm quite... Um, happy to just put my price out there and that package um, and share that first up. 
Let's talk a little bit about social media. You had mentioned that that was also something that you focused on in your courses in the way that you help people. So let's talk a little bit about how do you feel that coaches and practitioners can really use social media as a platform to build their authority, to to let people know what they have to offer without doing it in a way that that lets people in, but maybe doesn't turn people off, I guess. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm. Social media is such an incredibly powerful tool. And um, when I first started working as a coach, most of my clients came through my website. And now um, about 90% will actually come through Facebook because um, I've created um, groups and communities where I'm constantly connecting with people, uh, sharing values, sharing content. And the thing about uh, f- Facebook especially is you can create an audience, a community that is your niche, a community of your ideal clients where you can serve them, give them value, and they can connect with you. And um, very often they'll just naturally fall in love with you and what you have to offer. Social, um, and I see, I've worked with coaches before who only use social media Um as their way of getting um, clients, so they'll post in various groups, they'll share their message, share their offerings, and build up their client base through um, Facebook group, which is another way for the for business and for growing your coaching business. I do recommend using the groups as opposed to any Facebook business pages because it's in the groups we can find people who are specifically our soulmate clients that we want to work with we want to serve and connecting with them, being there, being visible for one, being there and giving lots of value. People respond really, really um, well to value. A technique that I use quite often is I'll do live trainings um, for, I do usually about two a month and I'll just pick a subject. Um, So at the moment I'm doing one um, called Abundance Alchemy and it's all about selling money, um, creating that cash flow as a coach and a practitioner. Um, And so every uh, month I'll pick a subject or a topic that I know that coaches struggle with and I'll do um, a live training and I usually get quite a few clients out of those trainings. It's a way for me to connect with that community that I have on Facebook um, and to give them some value as well for them to connect and build that trust with me as well. Facebook is incredibly powerful because we have those touch points and ability to create a community with our soulmate clients. So do you have your own Facebook group or do you participate in groups that are already established, other people's groups? Both, both. So I have my own one that um, I do. I post all my trainings in and all my value content in but I also go ahead and connect to already established groups um, that have 20,000 members in them because there's 20,000 potential clients and when you're sharing with them sharing that value showing up connecting with them and with social media especially Facebook it's all about giving value and sharing and people connect in that way because um, of the platform it is it's very transparent people don't like to be sold over Facebook. But when you're showing up and giving them value, people just naturally connect in that way. And then they'll want to lead, um, have a look at your profile and then eventually end up on your website. So what is the best way for coaches that be are thinking, okay, yeah, I like the idea of being in a Facebook group, but the group doesn't allow any promotion or maybe they only allow promotion on a particular day. So what's the best way to make the most of probably a limited amount of time because we can't spend all day on Facebook, (laughs) but, but what's the best way to really put our best foot forward in these groups and make ourselves as visible as possible? Absolutely. So what I do is I choose three groups that really, um, I really resonate with. So I have my own one and then I choose three other ones that I really resonate with that, um, they're full of my soulmate clients, Mm -hmm. um, and the way the group is structured as well. So, um, definitely looking for the ones that do offer promotion, um, 
there are quite a few groups that do allow promotion. So if you can find those with your ideal um, clients and as well, it can be very, very helpful. Mm -hmm. But generally, make so and my strategy is I'll have those three groups and I'll post about um, two different posts in there each day and I'll have it scheduled. So I'll use, I might use Buffer or any kind of um, content scheduling. And now I, always, I also outsource to a VA so I make sure um, so she's able to help me actually um, post on the groups. But I'll, um, I might spend an hour creating different posts that I'll use for the week, personal posts um, that allow people to connect um, and link to my trainings or other value. And I'll just share on those groups a couple of times a day. But it's I pick those three groups and I'm visible. I show up there constantly. I might even comment. And a lot of those groups are support. So people will, will ask questions. So I'll go in and I'll um, frame myself as the expert and help and answer some of the questions that people are asking and um, needing help with creating that visibility and adding value. So if you pick three groups that you resonate with, uh, you show up there daily and give value, answer um, answer questions that people might have, share your freebies, share any kind of PDFs, um, live trainings, anything at all to um, show people the work you do and give them value. And that's how they'll connect with you because they won't um, respond if you're directly selling to them. It has to be through that um, giving value. Do you use the Facebook groups at all for list building? You mentioned, you know, giving away PDFs or giving away certain other things. Is this something that you like to just give away or is this something where it's like, yeah, you know, join my list and I've got this really great thing that I'll send to you? Absolutely. Absolutely. So when I'm, whenever I'm doing, um, I'm giving away something, I'll set up a lead pages, um, page and it'll just they'll enter in their email and it'll automatically send it to them so that way I'm um, building up my list and it'll link them back once they've filled out their email it'll link them back to my personal group as well Um, then they'll have the option to join as well Oh, nice. So it sort of makes it easier for people because they've seen you daily. They know that you're commenting and providing value and that you're there if they have a question. So there's really no barrier there when you do offer something that requires an email. People aren't, they don't, it doesn't, it doesn't end up putting up any red flags because you're already proving yourself as someone who's willing to give. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why when you pick those three communities, you become um, known in those communities and people are familiar with you and they can build that sense of trust as well. They're used to seeing you. They know who you are, what you do. And often in these communities, people will ask, oh, does anybody know this kind of coach or I'm looking for this sort of coach? Um, And people will keep you in mind if that's what you're showing up as and they'll remember you they'll associate you with that so you mentioned that when you are in the groups that you feel like a lot of times people will go back and look at your profile and then sometimes connect on with your group or your page do you suggest that people do anything in particular to their profile to make it a little more business oriented or do you like to just keep your profile personal and figure that that's a great way for people to get to know you a little better if they do come and browse? Mm. So my, uh, my personal profile is very public. Everything I have on there, anyone can look at um, because most of my clients, they do come through Facebook. Um, so everything is out there public. Um, I want people to connect with me to feel very comfortable with me um, because you know, they they don't know me. I might be halfway across the world. So actually creating that content, um, uh, creating that connection, they're able to look through um, and see what I do. And in the little blurb that we can have on Facebook, I just write what it is that I do. Um, and then I have a links back to my Facebook business page and my website um, as well. And whenever we're, because I do know coaches that purely work through through Facebook, it's just important to have some sort of digital hub where they can, um, where potential clients can go to to find information about who you are, your story. That's a big one to be able to connect with you, um, to 
and have the option to actually book in and have a look at what you do have to offer, how they can work with you further. So do you tend to stick mostly with Facebook or are you on any other social platforms as well? Um, I do use Instagram, but it's not something I've um, received much uh, business from I use Meetup. That's been very. Um, I wouldn't. I'm not sure if it's a social media platform, but it is um, something that I use for business uh, quite a bit and creating networking events or um, meditation groups, for example, to connect with like-minded people. And that's been great for business as well. But otherwise, Facebook is the one that I primarily use because these groups are so valuable. Um, and I, there are um, people in these groups who are six-figure, seven-figure business owners purely from um, Facebook and creating their coaching practice from Facebook. And it really is um, such um, a goldmine when you can figure out how to use it and tap into that market as well. With the things that you do with the the speaking and meetings and events, how do you really how do you use that to build your business? Absolutely. So um, I run maybe once a month. I run um, networking events for spiritual entrepreneurs, and this gives me the option to not only meet and connect with like minded people for collaborations for support, um, but I always do. I usually have a speaker there also sharing their insights and value, but it also allows me to actually get up and I always present and talk about something and to, again, position myself as an expert in front of my um, niche audience and share what I have uh, um, with them. And that's another way that I do get clients. Um, So I run those networking events and then I also run um, free meditations, things like that uh, for spiritual entrepreneurs. And it's just a way for um, my potential clients to connect with me and get to know me, get familiar with who I am. One thing that has been really effective for my business has been the combination of online, offline strategy. And a lot of times the offline strategy is all about building trust and um, positioning myself as an expert, creating that trust, and then... um, when they go online, they can see all the value, all the work that I have done, and they can spend hours digesting my videos, my writings, my blog, whatever else. And it's this combination of online, offline strategy that has been really, really effective in my business. I'd like to dig in a little bit more on that because a lot of people, I think when they're just getting started, they have this idea of, I've been through a program that has taught me to coach. Maybe I have an idea of who my ideal client is, and I feel like that there there are some people that I can help. But some people may be a little bit nervous about getting out and speaking or hosting a networking event or giving presentations like that. How did you get started with that sort of thing? Or what would be some suggestions for people who maybe have never done it and might have a little bit of of fear around starting? Mm, Absolutely. So if there, um, I always believe that if there's any uncomfortableness so if it's uncomfortable about getting out there visible it's a good sign it means you're doing something exciting something new and um, something that has so much potential so it's a really great sign um what i would recommend is to start with facebook lives because they um the first one people the first one that they do can often be quite hard but you just get it um used to it once you get used to it it's actually really fun to just get out there, connect with people, talk to them, just hop on, ask them to ask you questions. But um, for me, I really just kind of jump straight in. I began to host um, networking events, meetups, and just doing these live trainings. And I was um, terrified. I remember the first live training I did, I was shaking the whole time um, because it was just so intense being out there and being so vulnerable. But when we're putting ourselves in those situations and we're full of fear, it's a good sign. It means we're doing something that's going to create change and bring what we want to. But there are ways that we can kind of go in um, and dip our toe in, I guess. And I would recommend starting with Facebook Lives um, and maybe doing just a small a couple of small ones, and then slowly working with that more and more. And I mean, um, that might 
not be for everyone, but finding the way that you can share who you are and what you do to a large um, audience in the way that best suits you and sharing and giving that value. And it might not be through live events. It might be through already pre-recorded material that you upload onto YouTube um, if that's more comfortable, but just finding what sits right and feels right and is most enjoyable as well because it should be fun. Um, It should be what you're passionate about and it should be fun. So finding what feels right as well. Right. You mentioned something earlier when you were talking about the events that you put together. You said that normally you also had another speaker there. So do you find that collaborating with people is a great way to get new people to see you? Absolutely. Collaborations are amazing. They are so valuable. How I like to use my collaborations is I'll uh, search for someone who has the same um, target market as me, so Mm. spiritual entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. but has a different service to offer that um, can match with mine. And so I'll invite them to guest speak at my event with the intention that they'll have a lot of value to actually provide um, and give my community. But these collaborations can be really, really um, powerful. And then when I do online courses, I might have them guest speak um, and provide that value. And for example, um, tomorrow I have lined up, um, I'm guest speaking at um, on a coaching program and that's promoting me in front of an audience of a few hundred as well and allowing me to sh- give value and share but also promoting me to this new audience so collaborations are just um, amazing for both sides they're a win for everybody and um, often in being an entrepreneur especially in this industry often we can feel quite alone in the work we do Mm -hmm. so when we collaborate we can work with someone put our heads together and create something together and it can be a lot of fun working with someone else um collaboration is really it's beautiful and it's a lot of fun I'd like to dig in a little bit and talk about the business aspect of collaboration. So you mentioned that if you know someone has an online program, that that's a good way to bring in other people who can teach one particular element. What's sort of the backstory on that? How do you structure something like that so that, you know, it's beneficial for both people? Do people normally get paid or do they normally just have an affiliate relationship where they'll split income or get a percentage or how have you found that to be set up uh, normally they won't get paid not the sp- not um at events um not as part of the coaching programs um and it's generally because they'll they know that they'll get clients from that they have the opportunity to pitch to um an audience by giving value and so at events where i've had speakers um at the end they'll um they'll briefly for a minute maybe upsell a program or something else that they have to offer and they will get people sign up on the spot so they know how valuable it is um so they're happy to just show up and share um in front of that uh, market and connect with them so generally, um, from what I've um, experienced and work with other coaches, it's not something that um, you get paid for. It's part of just um, our marketing. So more of a visibility. And then, like you said, if it's an online program, that's something that would always be there. So people would always have the opportunity to find you from something that you've contributed. Is that sort of what you're talking about? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it also allows us to be um, positioned as an expert. So, um, you know, often I see that with um, coaches who have um, so coaches who have a bit of a legal background as well. So that's really common that I've seen in a lot of coaching programs. They'll bring in a lawyer who works specifically with coaches um, and works in that way and lets them know that they are an expert in this field, provide that value. And then that coach will go and hire that lawyer as well to work with them. Right. So it's just a really great way for people to get introduced to other coaches in complementary niches and be able to. And then that coach has not only that uh, that they can look like the authority, but they also have a piece of content that's out there that's always out there and continuously can have new people finding out about them because the person that they 
contributed to or they collaborated with is always going to be promoting that for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's a win-win for everyone. Definitely. Now we've talked about a lot of different things, a little bit about YouTube, Facebook lives, Facebook groups, live events. What would you say is your favorite strategy these days for bringing brand new people into your business? Mm, That's a very good question. I think, um, My favorite strategy has always been via my website. Um, So actually making sure that it's ranking and um, being found easily. But my new favorite strategy has been these um, free trainings that I've been doing. Um, So for example, I'll line up five days or three days of free trainings on a certain topic. So the um, last one I did was um, the the successful spiritual boss trainings. And it was just all about how to create um, a spiritual business um, as a service-based entrepreneur and all the fundamentals, uh, you know, the mindset of it as well, the systems that are needed. And through providing that value and creating, um, creating these videos, uh, I got quite a few new clients from that. And so what I did is uh, I created um, an opt-in page and I posted in various groups that I was doing this training. I shared my story and that I would be sharing how I got to where I am via these trainings. And they would have the option to ask me any questions that they had. They would sign in, opt-in, and then they'd join my group where I would hold the training and I'd send them the reminder emails that were starting and then for the next however many days I was running, I would um, go live, I would do the training, there would be a Q&A portion. And then after those few days had ended, I would send the replays via email as well. And usually what I do then is I'll give it about a couple of weeks, then I'll take the videos down from my website and I'll put them onto I'll, I take them down from the Facebook group and I put them up onto my website as an opt-in or freebie as well that people can then um, get as well through the website. So that's definitely been my favorite. Um, my my strategy for um, getting clients now is through value. So give value um, and that's been resulting in clients for me from social media. Nice. So basically what you do is you promote on Facebook, you hold the training within your group that people would join to have access to, you do your training, you leave it there for a little while, then you move it to your website. So then it's housed there as also like an upgrade or something that people could opt in for. So you can continue to have it behind some sort of a paywall, if even if it's just an email address. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's a really great funnel um, to bring people in and, and then shift them over to the website or definitely shifting them onto your email list by providing a lot of value with a multiple day training. That's, that's a lot to give. I think it's a great idea. Absolutely. And there are so many subjects that we can cover and it's really easy to do these um, once a month and it builds your community, it builds your group community um, and it creates these awesome content videos that you then have and can share or sell. I know of coaches who do it um, and then they'll actually sell them for $27 or something like that on their website and make that passive income from them as well. So about how long are your trainings each day? Do you try to keep them like short and just packed with information or are they more of a time investment? They're usually between 25 minutes and 45 minutes. So they are quite long and we do cover quite a bit. And how long goes really depends on the Q&A. So sometimes there are quite a lot of questions um, and other times right. it'll be a little bit more quiet. So it really depends on how many questions I'm getting, but I like it to be um, a, like a, quite um, an intensive training because people get mm-hmm. a yeah quite a bit of value from it. Knowing what you know now about building up a successful business, what would you say is one piece of advice that you would give to brand new coaches? Either what should they do first, or is there something if you had it to do over again that you wish you had done first? Hmm, that's a very good question. I think that if I had to um, 
do it again, I would definitely get a lot clearer on my message, my branding, my ideal clients, those kind of fundamental um, aspects. It's like they're the pillars, they're the foundation to create everything on top of. And now all the marketing that I do is a reflection of my brand, my message, my um, soulmate clients. And so it's so much easier to attract that. But when I was first starting, I had, um, I was kind of, oh, I want a little bit this, or I want that, or I'm not sure. I wasn't so sure and established in who I was, what I was selling, and who I was serving. Mm-hmm. And because of that, my marketing wasn't intentional. I wasn't connecting with the right people, so it was a lot slower. So if I were to go back, um, I would definitely just get so much clearer on who I was serving my marketing mantra, my marketing tagline, and get very, very clear on who I was and what I was doing. Um, for coaches, what um, some advice that if they're just starting out that I would recommend, if they haven't created um, a website, a website is um, is was just, for me, it was what really just started my business. It allowed me to, um, so once I finished um, getting those coaching qualifications, I was like, okay, what do I do now? Um, who am I? How can I share myself? And it allowed me to position myself um, in a way that I could share with other people and begin to share content and get myself found online. And I still work with um, coaches now who still don't have websites, but for me, it was just the most um, fundamental and important part um, and how I got my first clients as well through my website. You specifically said, you know, getting really clear about who it is that you serve. Do you find that being really focused on a very narrow niche is a good idea rather than trying to be really broad and having that idea of, I just want to help everybody? Mm. Uh, it depends where you're marketing on if you're marketing um largely on digital um anywhere on the internet then a niche will be really really um important because there are so many um coaches online of all different coaches wellness coaches health coaches soul coaches all different types of coaches um but what people really respond to is when um they know that you're serving them and the type of practitioner they are. So I niche myself as much as possible so I could serve a specific audience that I loved working with. And also that way, um, you know, if there's two different business coaches, those spiritual practitioners coaches are more likely to work with someone who specializes um, with them specifically. And because it is on the internet, we have such a, a wide variety of um, groups, clients, and places to choose from that the more niched we are, the more we can grow and connect. Um, I notice that with a lot of practitioners, they, they want to serve everybody um, and just connect with as many people as possible. But it's helpful for us and our clients, our marketing um, and attracting those clients to decide who we want to serve um, and to niche in a bit and master that niche, understand it, because our marketing is for our niche audience. Um, and we, the way we market, what we do, when we post, how we talk is reflective um, of that niche and it attracts those people to us. But if we're addressing into everyone, we're not really addressing to anyone specifically so it can be harder to attract and bring in those clients that we want to be seeing right now that absolutely makes a ton of sense because when we really try to talk to everybody you know that's like that saying when you when you try to talk to everybody you're really talking to nobody but it it also makes you almost kind of feel crazy at some point because you're trying to to reach this person and that person and and you're trying to make your message so broad that if you can really get focused on one specific thing that that you're trying to teach you know this or this specific group it just really clears out all the clutter and you can be really intentional about the things that you're creating Absolutely. And I always say that um, when you're writing these posts or getting out there to just um, write it and address it, 
as if you were speaking to one person. So you had your um, your ideal client, your avatar, and you're speaking directly to them. Use the language you would use, the way you would talk to connect with them because your ideal client will see that and will resonate with that very deeply and want to connect with you. And that doesn't mean that other people won't be attracted to it as well. You're just being very specific about making sure that you're attracting this one type of person. There's a lot of other people that might enjoy it as well and will also come. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Athena, this has been really good. And for a coach that has been in business for a couple of years, you've done a lot, you've tried a lot, and you have a lot of really, really good advice about a lot of different things, which I think is is just amazing because a lot of times people can get, you know, they use that term like, oh, shiny object syndrome. And it's like, but there's something to trying something. And if it works, keep doing that and then go ahead and learn something else. And it sounds like that you have gone through and really tried a lot and found a lot of things that you enjoy and that bring you business. So you found a nice way to balance a lot of different things in your business, which is great. Absolutely. And that enjoyment is absolutely the core of it. This work is should be work that we love. It brings us great joy and every aspect of it should be should be something that we enjoy as well. Well, I would love it if we could finish up now with the final five rapid fire questions. Sure, absolutely. All right. What is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? Mm, um, I would say podcasts and audiobooks absolutely every single day listening to role models that we want to um, model and learn from every single day. What's one quality that you feel every successful coach needs to spend some time developing? I would say um, learning how to speak in front of um, a crowd and also sell from stage as well. But speaking definitely, that's incredibly important. Mm. Recommend a book that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life. Mm, Tony Robbins, Unlimited Power. Absolutely life-changing. Give us an online resource that you think coaches would love to use in their business and that you couldn't do business without. Let me have a little think about that, an online resource. Mm. It might be uh, one that I use quite a lot is I go onto Podbean um, to find some good podcasts um, and actually listen to those and absorb some materials that, um, especially about coaches, that's something that I spend quite a bit of time um, listening to. Great. So finally, how can the listeners best connect with you? What is your website? And tell us what social platforms you're on the most so people can reach out and connect. Absolutely. So my website is www.athenabailey.com. And I'm also on Facebook, Athena Bailey, the spiritual coach. And my Facebook group is High Vibe and Spiritual Entrepreneurs. Nice. Well, I will be sure to get all of those links and all of the recommendations onto the show notes page. This has been a really great conversation. Athena, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. Be sure to head over to the website at unstoppablecoach.co where you can grab the show notes and check out all the resources and the links to the guest website and social sites. And be sure you join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business.